Okay. <laughs> Episode 11. Ooh. Lucky 11 right now. Oh, that's my number. That's your number. It's For tattooed what? on my arm. What does 11 mean? It's a good luck number. A double 11. Double ones. Oh. It follows me wherever I go. That's my husband and I's favorite little Mm-mm. number. All right, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this, this is, is your episode to this shine. Is, oh my this gosh. is your turn, This sis. is my moment. You better okay. make it happen. Ooh, okay. Don't, don't embarrass yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, since this is your episode, what are we discussing today? I think it's time. Oh, you know, no. it's definitely the writing is on the walls. Let's talk about what's going on in the market today. I mean, it's shifting. It's cooling. You hear all these buzzwords out there. The sky is falling. It's no. the boogeyman right now. Absolutely. No. Stop it. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> it's a great time to buy. <laughs> but what's really going on? I mean, I think that there is, I mean, there's there's tons of information out there all from all different ways. And I, there's a lot of speculation. I don't think anyone actually has the true answer. But I know for a fact what it is, is that it is causing a lot of fear mm-hmm. out there. I'm seeing fear from industry professionals like ourselves and lenders. I'm seeing a lot of fear in buyers and sellers. And I think that it's important to be aware of it and have conversations. But I think it just like any investments, it's 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 a moving thing. It's it's never just stagnant. It doesn't just stay. So I think it's good to be prepared to chat, but I don't think anyone should be terrified of it either. Right. We don't even really know what we're dealing with too. Right. also, I think, you know, everyone's like, compl- not complaining, but like, you know, listing agents had it real good for the last two years. I mean, I would, some would argue in DC, like we've always had it good. Right. So listing agents it, in the last two years had it good. They could put a box of shit together and say <laughs> $300,000, take it or leave it. No inspection, please. And it would bid up to 500000 <laughs> yeah. And it's not a buyer's market, but it's a better market for buyers to mm, yes. participate in. Ooh. Because... Or they can actually even participate. Like correct. The two, last year, I have so many buyers who could not even bid. Right. It's very heart-wrenching to see some people, and I've been in this in this seat where as an agent, you know, your responsibility is to your client to make sure that they're doing, you're executing the contract properly, yada, yada, yada. But when you have to put an offer in on a house that's north of a million dollars, and you're not allowed to, you're allowed to, but- There's no point to. There's no point to putting it on an inspection contingency or an appraisal contingency, or even make sure financing is good to go, which a lot of lenders, I think, have been very flexible (laughs) with like, let's do all the underwriting up front to make sure that we can actually waive this. Right. But to have someone walk into a house, complete the transaction for a house that's not even a million dollars, I don't even put the number out there, but like any amount of money, which is mostly a real estate purchase is the biggest purchase someone most people make in their lives. And to say, no, the inspection that you're going to do is really not, it's just for your information only, and you choose to deal with that risk. That makes me feel icky. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I am, a, whenever I sit down with buyers, I tell them that I take a very conservative approach to working with buyers in terms of my advice. I really, I really prefer for home buyers to be able to be as protected as they can within the contract because we know that there are so many variables 
And, you know, to be in a market where I sit down with them and I'm like, look, the reality is in a perfect in a perfect way, I would tell you to keep all your contingencies and do normal inspections so that you feel 100 percent comfortable. But me telling you that is a disservice right now because you will not be able to buy. So to be real with you, if you want to buy, it's risky, period. Right. So but that's changing. But this now because it's becoming more favorable towards buyers. So what are you seeing, Tracy? Yeah. What are the indicators that's making you feel or your buy, your clients feel either good or bad? Shit, we're, we're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're there. Got well, we're, but we're not. <laughs> the interest rate, of course, I mean, that's mm-hmm. obvious. It's, it's skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the interest rate over the last 50 years, the average is about 8%. And so I think we've just been spoiled for the past few years. And, you know, people were used to two and three percent. And now it's at five, six and seven percent. And it sounds scary and it sounds a lot. And it is, but it still is not as high as some other people have experienced. But what I've been finding is that buyers have to stay in close contact and communication with their lenders because they may be approved for one amount. And then you turn around 30 days later and they're still looking for their home. And there's been a shift in interest rates, a half a point, one point, And that will drastically change, change what, the, what you're approved. Power. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so the game changes. And so now they have to go back and reassess and you have to change your search terms and all of that. So you definitely have to be way more communicative. And I think some buyers are becoming a little bit, you know, you know, it's hurting them a little bit. They're becoming a little bit despondent or thinking that it's a bear and it's a beast. But, you know, uh, interest rate is not forever. You can go in and refi at another time. Interest rates will eventually go down. But will they be going down anytime soon in 2022? No. What about 2023? Likely not. And so, you know, you have to really look at the cost of waiting because a lot of buyers now are trying to time the market. So they might say, well, I'm just going to wait for the interest rates to go down. I don't think they're going to go down well, what they're expecting it to go down. I I mean, it, timing that is, I mean, that's like playing the stock market. You, know, <laughs> you just don't know. There's so many variables, but they're correlated. Prices and interest rates are correlated. It's all, it's just supply and demand and the correlation of what you can afford and the demand of a certain price point. Mm-hmm. And we were very new into this like spike in interest rates, right? It's because like, that's why people are freaking out because it's so new, but eventually this will level off. Interest rates may still bounce here and there, but people will start getting used to this market. They will. Lenders will get used to actually like working a little bit harder. Agents will get used to working a little bit harder absolutely and and buyers will you know the the that sticker shock that they're having right now will subside and they'll realize like this is the reality this is the if new i want to buy this is what i'm dealing with and the prices will then adjust absolutely it how it works in our economy and here's another thing you know I think a lot of buyers think that it depends on the market too, right? The market is different from state to state, neighborhood to neighborhood. But I think a lot of buyers have in their mind that the housing prices are going to drop drastically. And that's not going to happen because uh, a lot of homeowners have experienced exceptional increase 
in over the their, last two years, over the last two years yes. because and of COVID, because of COVID. And so it may feel like the prices are dropping, but they're really not. There's a difference between depreciation and deceleration. OK, the homes are still continuing to appreciate just at a slower rate. Yeah. So if you keep that in your head and, you know, think about the interest rates, there's a saying that we say in my brokerage and maybe other brokerages too, like the interest rate on a rental is 100 percent. Compare that against the interest rate to buy a home might be 7 percent. So you do the math. Well, I think our our role is to be able to be the steady and educate people because one of the things that I decided to do because I can you can go off of every single thing that everyone's like being alarmist about but reality is there's not one indicator with the exception of the interest rate there's not one indicator that is out of line with this time of year mm-hmm. with the exception of 2020 and 2021 there's nothing that's out of line for closed sales amount of listings, the amount of close, like the increases are within line, the days of market are in line, the month supply is in line, like all of that stuff is the same. And, you know, I think about every time when I used to work in financial services, and the stock market had a crazy day, all of the financial advisors, they would be like, picking up phones, and I'd be picking up phones (laughs) for like, because their clients were frantic about the market. And their job was to be the steady and say, it's okay this is just one day in the market this is a long you got to remind these your clients that this is a long-term view a long-term plan that we have for you just like homeownership is it's a long it's a long game it's a long game and so what happens today is that yes interest rates are high do you still need a home right right do you live are (laughs) you you breathing like do you need do you need (laughs) still need a home and one like i i will always quote this man and Carlos Garcia. I mean, I, we got to have him on. Yeah, I think <laughs> he should be our too. next guest. But he is he I mean, I've learned a lot from him and I've been blessed to learn a lot from like learn from a lot of really smart people in the real estate industry is that, you know, it's not about when you get in. It's just getting in, getting in. Right. So you can That's buy right. an investment property. You can buy a two family, you can buy a, a studio. You're in the market. It doesn't matter if it's an up market or a down market. You can make money in any market. It's just buying at the right time, at the right price, following the trends. You can make it happen. Yeah, a good deal is a good deal in any market. Like Absolutely. I, I believe that you know if you're if you're buying when the prices are high, and you're frantically trying to purchase because interest rates are really low. Well, then, you know, you're jumping into a high price situation. But like, could one argue and say that, like, you got a great deal because you got a good interest rate? Yes, absolutely. Right. I, <laughs> but that's then, fantastic. That's because fantastic. all those people in the last two years, sorry to cut you off. No, no. Those those people in the last two years have been paying down their mortgage at such an accelerated rate. Yeah. That they have equity to actually participate in the market in different ways that they never probably imagined. Yes. Right. So. And then on the flip side, someone who is coming into this market with higher interest rates, where buyers are scared, sellers are panicking. They scoop up a property with inspections and contingencies, and they're getting a great price. Correct. So that's also and a fantastic deal. a house that's not deal. built with chewing gum. Exactly. <laughs> so there is so much win-win going on. And, you know, I want to touch on the fact that, like, different than, like, past markets, right? Like, we're talking, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, there's always been fluctuations. But we are living in a time where we're very polarized and and headlines sell 
And yeah. that's what captures attention. That's, you know, headlines in news, headlines in captions and social media. That's what people read. They're very, very drawn to that. We that's that's just how we are as human beings. So, you know, I have this um, Forbes, I mean, this fortune.com uh, article, and it says the U.S. housing market to see the second biggest home price decline since the Great Depression. Oh, my God. Well, OK. Yeah. Well, let's throw out some big words out there. You know, <laughs> the Great Depression. Let's just freak people out. And then they okay. call say decline. Well, you know, the home prices, like we said, appreciated like 20, 30, 40 well, percent for some. And that's the thing. So like if you read, actually read this article, not just the headline, which everyone is doing, I think 95 percent of people are just reading this headline. You actually take away that what it's saying is that we're just leveling off to pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The decline is literally almost the same. So all the real estate people out there, all that growth that you had the last two years, or if you just started your career two years ago, like, good for you. You you got some money from it. But honestly, like, let's rewind and reset. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and I think the panic that a lot of, that some, I'm not going to say it all, but some realtors are having is that they were in a in an environment where they were servicing leads. I want to buy a house. You got that. You got that phone call, text message, probably more than you ever did in your entire life, in, chi- in your entire real estate career. And now the conversation is changing from here. I'll, I'll go book a bunch of showings and take you out. To I actually have to look for my clients. You have to put some work. You got So you're you're. It's still your job. Absolutely. Right. You you're not servicing them anymore. You're looking for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's still your job as as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. I don't care. What type of business you're in? Attorneys, surprise, surprise, you got to find clients. Physicians, surprise, surprise, you got to look for clients. And so realtors, we have to look for clients as well because they're not going to be knocking on the door anymore. There's There needs to be some sort of education that you're providing through social media from our last episode, through whatever avenues that you choose to present yourself as someone who's not losing their mind over the news headlines. You need to convey yourself as an expert, someone who can offer value. And so, you know, in this particular market, because things are shifting and cooling, I'm finding a lot more hands-on approach, which I'm capable of doing. And what I do is I don't bring my clients problems. I bring them solutions. Before they ask the question, I've already resolved or come to them with options so that they can figure out. That's our job. That's our job to be 10 steps ahead, to be proactive, to offer our expertise, to offer our knowledge. That's why they do business with us. And if you don't have the expertise, if you're not on top of your game, you have a fiduciary responsibility to not be reactive and not, you know, be the one that, you know, the clients can't leverage and to be, you know, even keeled because Mm -hmm. this is emotional and this is frustrating and deals fall through. I had a property that I, I had a listing and we got an offer, but that offer was contingent on the buyer selling their home. Mm. And so do you know, the day before (laughs) they were supposed to close, the buyer changed their minds. All the contingencies had been removed. 
the appraisal, financing, all of that. The literally the day before closing, the buyer decided to change their minds. So therefore, the buyer of my client's listing could no longer buy the property without having to put their property back on the market and start all over again. And so those things kind of happen and you have to be prepared for the worst case scenarios. Yeah, no, I agree. And I will, from a broker's perspective. Ooh, so is if, this is our broker moment. This is our broker moment. <laughs> Just, I mean, it's a quick one, a but I mean, opinion. I feel like it's super <laughs> important to, to point out is like. Tracy's a broker too. We, I am. Do you have your associates broker? I sure you do. do. That's right. I know that. Black I, on black. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> Not black on black. Ladies broker. in black. <laughs> that got real weird. <laughs> and I feel like we just got canceled. <laughs> no. But carry on and don't edit that out. So what was I saying? It was a broker uh, moment. It's a broker moment. So, you know, we have had such a fast paced market in the past two mm-hmm. years where we can't catch our breaths. I mean, like we find the property on the day it's listed because we've been watching it on coming soon. And like, how, when can I get in? When can I get in? You write the offer the same day. You ratify the the same day. You close in two weeks for with with financing. okay, and then you're done. They move the next day. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is like that. That was our market. That was a dream. And well, but was it, though? Because I, I think that there was a lot of opportunity for a lot of bad shit to happen because mm. it was moving so fast. Yeah. And as a broker now, the difference, the, the amount of questions that I get about the contract today, mm-hmm. you know, and that's normal. Brokers get contracts, I mean, questions about contracts from their clients or scenario questions all the time. And that, I, I honestly think an agent that asks a lot of questions is actually the good agent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And But during that time, things are moving so fast, you don't even have time to oh. think about your questions. So I I am answering so many more questions about the contract now. Where, and sometimes I'm like, you've ratified like 10 offers and said, it. why are you just asking right. me about this now? You've been really lucky. No, I love it. But I, I do too. I love it because, you know, you were writing a contract, sales contract, bah, take it or leave it. And then you're on to the next one. You don't even know what a cont- how to spell contingency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many times that word is misspelled? In and our then you industry. say, oh, "Who's your who's your inspector? What, what's an inspector?" <laughs> See, <laughs> horrible. horrible. But, Home inspectors um, are doing great in this market. So they I have. Are. I was talking to Selchuk earlier, uh-huh. and he knows something that you guys don't know. What? Oh my god! Tell me. You guys have secrets. Yeah, we have secrets. Okay, what is it? You ready? Yeah. Tell me. It's a surprise. What? I'm under contract. Oh, you wait, oh. what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Oh yeah. I put an offer. Congratulations. I closed close on the 18th. No. Oh, that way. is so wrong. <laughs> I need all the I details. Franklin was well, my no, buddy. I, I mm. say that because mm-hmm. I say that because I represented myself in the in the deal. Okay. Dude, you didn't even have me look at it. <laughs> Nobody looked at it. Oh. Actually, you know who looked at it? Evelyn. <laughs> he disclosed to us, though, that what kind of client he was going to be in like, yes, our he did. second episode. So I was telling Selichek, I can't. I'm not going to tell them. And I'm like, oh, my God. 50 minutes later, I'm like, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> Let's no, the okay. champagne. The purpose of me saying this and sharing what? this is because I went to my inspection by myself. Mm-hmm. I wrote my contract by myself. I, I did. I put my contingencies. Snaps. I, you know, all of those things that I was doing. I one thousand and ten percent needed someone to be my study. Oh, and because I was keeping it secretive on a down, I was keeping it secretive. Evelyn almost like acted as like she was negotiating something <laughs> on a contract for me. But 
<clears throat> overall, I really recognize the value oh. of. I always knew the value, but having gone through, having going going through the experience myself, mm -hmm. feeling nervous, wondering if this inspection is going to go well, wonder if they're going to take my my request, like all of these <gasps> things, emotions. Oh it's my god, an emotional moment. And I remember I've had contra I've closed deals before with friends of mine, and I've always been like everything's fine. And they've asked me these same questions I'm asking myself, and I'm like, wait, I'm the one who's going through this, and nobody can help I'm, me. I'm sorry, I'm too excited <laughs> because Franklin, since I've known him, has been threatening to move back to New York, and I'm like, no, you wait, can't you go. don't, you don't know if he's under contract in a Listen, place in DC or in New York. It better be DC. <laughs> wait, wait, we have time. No. We need time. We we have seven. This minutes, means eight, that Franklin Solace is staying in dc <laughs> yay okay well franklin can you confirm or not confirm that this place is in the district it's in the district of columbia okay now, is it in shaw i'm now officially shaw? i'm now officially unrepresented in congress <laughs> <laughs> where are you moving i'm moving to riggs park Oh my gosh. Where the new Trader Joe's will be opening. Oh my goodness. And the new Children's Museum. What? Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. I'm in Northeast. I am shocked. Okay. Yeah. Condo, house. It's a house. It's a, a semi-detached home. Corner. Corner. Oh my goodness. Yard. What? Yes. Basement. I'm wait, I'm about I'm gonna fall out. Don't. It, new construction? <laughs> Rene fully renovated. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> How many square feet? I don't know. About Franklin. A fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Not a shoebox at all. No. Like that's that's actually bigger than my yeah. house in Virginia. Yeah. You're moving to Northeast? He's literally he's when big I say boy now. like literally when I say northeast, I'm like two blocks from Capitol, I always felt comforted <laughs> knowing he was like down the street. Because you came me. over so many times. I know, but it still gave me some comfort. <laughs> but I share that only to like just reiterate with the market seeing an interest rate that's kind of right. funky going through the lender process of mm -hmm. literally becoming so vulnerable to people. <laughs> it's like you have to really divulge so much information about yourself. Oh, my gosh. And you become yes. so vulnerable that like if you're if you don't have someone who is capable of catering to you and helping guide you through that mm -hmm. and, uh, in a realtor, like you can't get that on a online. Right. Like, no. Like Amazon's right. trying to do real estate. Sorry, it's not going to work. You can't. Mm -mm. You can't click and point for your feelings to be managed. Absolutely, and that's something that I that I has almost like opened my eyes a little bit more to this this game, and it reminded me of something that I learned in financial services when I worked at Northwestern Mutual, where they were we would teach our financial advisors to be your best client. Mm. to be your own best client because you actually have you have an ability to speak to the product that you're trying to sell yes right so having gone through this process for the first time um, is one, give you a hug. <laughs> is one of the scariest things i've ever done but it also like i i'm to the point that if i ever buy another property like when I buy another property, yeah. I will be using a realtor oh, <laughs> because I'm I can't, happy to be I can't, <laughs> I don't want to, me navigating through these emotions is garbage. I'm sure there are people that can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Franklin Salas cannot. <laughs> so you're living proof that in this crazy sky is falling market, you still can buy a home. You still can With make it happen. All my contingencies on and I did get a credit from the seller okay that's that. how winning you do winning, it winning. and honestly 
in the past couple of years, it's been a seller's market, right? And it still technically is, but it's really becoming a more balanced market. Yes. So mm. that's it. Yeah. We're in a balanced market. The sky is not falling. It's a yes, win-win for everyone. Absolutely. No one's striking the lottery, but everyone's winning. I mean, I am. I, it's on my vision board. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need it to pay this mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> can I Can I get in on that 50-50? I'll, I'll pay for the, the ticket. <laughs> I cannot wait for the housewarming yes, party. Yes. My neighbors will ask me to leave and I We're said, gonna Party like rock stars. My <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So all that to say that, yes, I agree. I think it's still a good time to buy. I think it's yeah. always going to be a good time to buy. And one of the things that has really been going through my mind is I'm going to, my, my appraisal came back well over contract price. Contract price. So and you've got equity. So I'm walking in with equity. And the first thing I'm thinking about is, what can I take that sucker out to go buy? <laughs> what? Don't get carried away. No, I'm just. You know, but but those are the options. Absolutely, that you have it's as called a leverage. People. Yeah, you cannot leverage your rented apartment. I know that. As and I, now you have a tax write-off. And I'm waiting for someone to take over my lease too. Yes. <laughs> Wait. No, never we'll mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are at the bottom of the hour. This is the bottom of the area. This is the bottom. <laughs> Approaching the top. Well, so there's only one way whole, up. That's a different. That's a different kind of party. <laughs> so not many. It's not black on black. No, it's not, <laughs> not, not many tops in DC. So, <laughs> so we will end on that. <laughs> and that we will bring into our part three relationships in real estate. Think, and many congratulations to you. Thank we you. are thank so you. excited. What an amazing surprise! I almost thought that you and Selchik had a moment that I wasn't a part of. That you, wasn't you was, pertaining you, to him specifically. I was like, wait, I know. So check first. So thank you, Selchuk, for keeping my secret, even though I was loose lips Sally over here. But thank you guys for sticking around with us for 11 episodes. <laughs> it's been so fun. It's it so has. fun. We're this not, is my we're not stopping, but we're just being appreciative yeah. and sharing some gratitude for all of you who listen and share it with your friends because this has started as a passion project for all of us. Absolutely. And as long as we're having fun, we'll keep coming back. And as long as you keep listening. So yeah. thank you. We love our listeners. Thank you so much. And see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.